Chapter 42 Anim Kara Gwen's mind scrambled to throw information at him. Fine clothing, the rapier, boots, healthier hair. A higher status, court or inner court. August still looks tired, but not like before. His freckles stood out bold on his face. He had been spending time outdoors. Time that Gwen had deprived him of. Gwen swallowed. The initial burst of joy that came with knowing August was still alive morphed into apprehension. Why was he here? August watched him, then his eyes roved around the camp. Did he want the camp? Gwen had worked hard to defend it. He'd been visited by soldiers, Creels, even some of Albion's. He knew it was only a matter of time before they raised an army against him. Last time it had been ten soldiers. He'd needed to soak his arm for an entire night in the lake to get the throbbing to become bearable after that. Well, isn't this something of a reversal, hmm? August said with his soft, cutting voice. Gwen's heart rate galloped. His stance changed automatically. He couldn't help it any more. Last I saw you, you were king. And Seely. Sort of. Now the whole world wants you dead. And you? Gwen thought. August took several steps forward. Gwen winced as his burned arm raised, his palm outstretched. He was shaking badly. He didn't want to hurt August. Don't come any closer, Gwen said, glad that his voice stayed strong, cold. But August had always been able to smell fear. His nostrils flared. His eyes went wide, and his own palms came up, placating. This already, August said, but the question didn't seem like it warranted an answer. August's eyes narrowed at the tent, the drying rack. His lips thinned. All right. Gwen, I mean you no harm. None that you don't want or ask for, anyway. Honestly, I mean no harm. This is because you're under Fay. You understand that, don't you? You want to defend your home. Trust me, I have no interest in taking it from you. I'd rather not be here at all. I'm tired. I've just found you. Lower your hand. August administering orders and being clear was a relief so profound that Gwen's hand dropped to his side. He closed his eyes briefly, caught himself swaying, made himself straighten. Then why are you here? Gwen opened his eyes as August cautiously began to walk towards him again. Ah, I've been looking forward to explaining this to you, blockhead, August said, eyes flashing. Why didn't you come to us when you escaped? It was made public knowledge. Everyone knows you're unseely. You should have come to us for asylum. We look after our own, remember? But, oh wait, I remember now. That wouldn't have occurred to you. So instead, I have been teleporting in and out of what feels like every lake on this fine planet of ours. I have been attacked by Fay. I have been chased and hunted, including by the Seely Court itself. Because, Gwen, that invisibility you got me is hard work, and I'm not supposed to be seen a great deal in public. Persona non grata, remember? Gwen shivered. August was close enough that he could reach out and touch him. He hadn't let a person get this close since Kabiri, and that didn't really count. His shoulder ached. He felt threatened. His heart was beating so fast in his throat that he tried to swallow it back down again. August watched him, head tilted. He reached up and out with a hand, placed his palm flat against Gwen's ribs, eyes narrowing. Gwen couldn't move stared at August like he could burn him into his eyes and leave a silhouette that would remain for when he woke up.
August moved his fingers up and down quickly, bumping over Gwen's ribs, and then back up again, poking the spaces between. "'You must be starving,' August said softly. "'I'm always hungry,' Gwen admitted. Another hand to match the first, both causing dampness to blossom on his shirt. August's hand slid around Gwen's ribs. He took a final step towards him that made Gwen forget how to inhale. August pressed the side of his face against Gwen's good shoulder. Arms looped around his back. Gwen stared ahead in shock as his senses were flooded with the scent of clear, fresh water, a green, chlorophyll ripeness. He lifted a hand, placed it carefully on August's back. You never let me finish anything I started to say to you before you shoved me out of the city court, August said, his voice a breath across his shirt. Fingers tightened on his back, and Gwen flinched when a little finger trailed too close to the healed stab wound. It didn't hurt, but it reminded him of the Seely Court, the throne room, the look on Albion's face, his mother's presence, the crowd. I once said that what you are might terrify you, but it doesn't scare me, and I meant that. August sighed. It doesn't scare me that you turned to rape when you first had me in those cells. It doesn't scare me that your light eats up so much of the land because you're so greedy. Do you want sentiment? I have it. I missed you, Oaf. There, do you understand those words? I'm not quite sure how to dumb them down any further for you. Gwen felt like his skin had come alive under August's hands. The sensations were more acute than anything he'd felt before, and his heart wasn't settling down at all. He ducked his head, pressed his forehead to August's shoulder, still several lungfuls of air. He realized he was snuffling into August's neck when August squirmed. Stop that, August snapped. I'm afraid I can't, Gwen said, doing it again. I'm furious with you, August said, and Gwen stilled. Claw tips dug into his back, not quite breaking fabric and skin. Gwen's light leapt and flared inside of him. He held his breath. Had he fallen into a trap? Are you not always angry with me? Gwen said, hesitant. I thought you were dead, August said, his voice prim and offended. I hope you realize you're coming back with me. I'm not letting you out of my sight. Aren't you? Gwen said, leaning slightly into August. Oh, so you missed me too, did you? August said, warmth curling into his voice. August stepped back, and Gwen's arm tightened around him for several seconds before he could bring himself to let go. His eyes gathered up as many details as they could. August's right cheek had slightly more freckles than his left. His hair glistened shades of green in the sunlight, like a raven's feathers refracted blue and violet. He sprouted more waterweed than he used to. His shoulders were broader. There were circles under his eyes. Gwen wanted to raise his thumbs to them, to stroke them, to ask if August was getting enough sleep. Everyone knows, Gwen said instead. The words were desperate. He hated the fact of his own fear. Everyone knows. Everyone found out. Yes, August said, frowning. He lowered his eyes and then looked back up, a depth of empathy shining in the bright green that seemed almost out of place. And you were alone when it happened. There were many people there, Gwen said. August didn't dignify his response with an answer, changing the subject. You're so sunburnt, August said, touching his hand to Gwen's unscarred arm, 
indicating his scarred arm by pointing at the damage. And that, you've been using your light? I've had no choice. I've always gotten burned in the sun, Gwen said, evading the subject. But I used to heal. I have something for that, I think, August said, touching the red skin at the back of Gwen's wrist. And you've been using your light? August's fingers deliberately switched wrists, trailed over scar tissue and the cracks in Gwen's skin that he hated. He yanked back his forearm. It illustrated everything that was wrong about what was happening to him. He didn't heal properly anymore. His light hurt him, and his body didn't just erase it like it used to. August reached forwards and grabbed his wrist even as Gwen tried to step away. Easy, August said, and Gwen hissed out of breath as August turned Gwen's hand and traced the angry red lines across his palm. Does it hurt? A little, Gwen admitted. Hardly. You've been using it? I... fed, Gwen admitted. I've been practicing. A tiny glimmer of what could have been pride. It was a warm spark inside of him, especially as August looked at him with indulgence, green eyes gleaming. Oh, have you? He purred. Gwen's lips tipped up in a hesitant smile. Wasn't August the one who had told him he should train it? That he should use it? Does it make things easier? August said, smoothing his palm along a particularly vicious knitted wound on the inside of his wrist. Gwen tried to jerk his arm away, but August wouldn't let go. Gwen became aware, with a horrible, nauseating shudder, that August was stronger than him. This wasn't like the past when he could indulge August's strength, knowing he could get away. He had been prepared to answer, but panic thundered through him on sharp hooves, and he tugged his arm hard, violently. August's hand tightened, eyes narrowed to a scowl. He held Gwen easily, though he had to brace himself. Gwen grit his teeth together and jerked hard, fragile skin burning under August's grip. It shouldn't be this hard. He wasn't supposed to be weaker than August. Not ever. August was strong enough even when Gwen had been king, and this was untenable. Stop, August said. Gwen's whole body locked into place. He hadn't even had the presence of mind to realize that it was a compulsion, let alone that he could fight it. The compulsion had simply taken over. He stared at August, and August glared back at him, vexed. Something like concern on his face, Gwen couldn't tell. So they do work, August muttered. Ah, be easy. I'll let you go. Don't teleport away, and don't attack me. Do you understand? Gwen nodded shakily, still catching his breath when August let go of his wrist. One of the wounds had opened again. August made a clucking sound under his tongue when he saw it. I panicked, Gwen said. I'm a lot more hair trigger these days, August. You're underfay, August said, as though it explained everything. He looked around casually. He walked over to the tent that Gwen had stolen when he was feeling well enough, peered inside. Gwen watched him, drank in all his movements, still hardly able to believe August was in front of him. His whole body felt like it was leaning in August's direction. Do you have anything you wish to keep? August said, finally. We're leaving. I don't want to stay here. We need to get your status up for a start. Though I hope you'll bear with me, I'd like to enjoy you like this for a little longer. Gwen shook his head, confused. My status? Gwen said. Ash wouldn't, but Goldby will raise you up to something better than this. August waved a hand at Gwen. 
Also, you need some food. There's not much in the unseely court right now, but we'll find something. I thought you were proud of being under Fay, Gwen said. I was born under Fay, August said. I am proud, but it doesn't suit you, and punishing you for something that you cannot help being with such a demotion is, while somewhat entertaining, completely unsuitable. But I lied to them, Gwen said. August laughed. <laughs> You're unseely! What excuse did your parents have? Anyway, punishing an unseely fay for being unseely is ridiculous. Legancy, please. Golvi is not furious? With you or me? <laughs> August laughed again. The sound fell from his lips so freely that Gwen's hands twitched with the need to snatch him back. He just wanted to be close to him. August gave him a measuring look and then walked towards him, a half-smile on his face as though he knew how much Gwen wanted proximity. He stepped close enough that Gwen could scent him properly again. Sweetness, she's confused, but she's not truly angry with you. Not at all. The soul bond? Ah, uh, maybe. It's Golvi. She likes to be furious at something. I still think she'd rather lecture you while you were capital or court status, rather than underfair. August rested his hands upon Gwen's ribs once more. Then Spider walked his fingers down underneath Gwen's shirt, nails trailing up bare skin. Gwen's breath caught. August's eyes lidded. Like this, August wearing boots and Gwen barefoot, they were almost of a height. August had to hardly rise up at all to lean in and press soft lips to his chapped ones. Gwen flushed at the contact, acutely aware of how different he was now, how... imperfect. He hadn't realized how much he appreciated his physical form until it failed him. It wasn't that he saw himself as beautiful, never that but he'd appreciated the functionality of his body. It did nothing properly anymore. He couldn't even offer soft lips for August to rest upon. You reek of fear, August whispered against him. Did you know? It's everywhere. In your tent? On the land? Maybe you need someone to tame you so you'll forget what you were afraid of. Or maybe you need a point of focus. Perhaps I should encourage you to only fear me. August looked into his mouth as though he wasn't bothered by the roughness of Gwen's lips. Gwen wanted to protest, but there was a hand in his hair and another gripping him at the back of the neck, fingers holding him still. "'But you already fear me,' August said, withdrawing his tongue and leaving his mouth open against Gwen's. "'You always have. It made me laugh once, that he would come down into that cell and fear me even when I was under Fay. I didn't think I was particularly frightening at the time.' You managed, Gwen said, tensing at the mention of the cell. And you, a cell of your own. Your cell, Gwen said, voice breaking. August tensed. He withdrew enough that he could give Gwen a hard stare. Gwen resisted the urge to fidget, but his eyes moved away. And amongst all of his usual nightmares, Moffid, his father, Ephnician, other horrors, he now dreamed of that cell. He dreamed of that demotion. He hadn't once had a nightmare of what Tigbalon had done to him, but that. Did they hurt you? Not especially. Gwen shrugged with a single shoulder. His other shoulder ached constantly, though it was far better than it used to be. He met August's eyes once more. An interrogation. A reader. It wasn't as bad as it could have been. 
Albion has never liked violence as a default interrogation method. When we fought side by side, he sometimes asked me to torture for him. He didn't like to get his hands dirty. And the demotion itself? Argus asked. Gwen looked past Argus' shoulder and then stepped away, one arm wrapping around his side. He was surprised that Argus had let him go so easily. I thought we were leaving, Gwen said, desperate to see Gulvi, to get his status raised. It hadn't occurred to him that such a thing might be possible. He hoped that none of it was an elaborate trap. He tried to remind himself that August liked the easy path. If it was a trap, Gwen would likely know it by now. Yes, August said, something troubled in his voice. We are. You'll be teleporting with me. Come along. Gwen turned back, placed his hand carefully into August, their hands momentarily squeezing against each other's. It was only when they reached the sandy bank itself that Gwen hesitated, looking over his shoulder. He'd fought hard to establish as much as he had. Certainly the tent was stolen, but he had traps laid they would need checking. He was beginning to find a routine for himself. "'No,' August said sharply. "'You can't stay. This isn't your home. Do you know how I know? You haven't used the home-shaping ability that all Fae have.' You may have the instinct to nest, but this wasn't it, and your body knows it. You'd have something more than a tent otherwise. Gwen looked back at August and nodded, grim. August was right. At no point had he ever felt like he had access to those home-shaping reservoirs of power awarded to all Fay. He sighed as he looked down at the lake. He couldn't recall having been subjected to August's method of teleportation. Before your head goes underwater, hold your breath, August said. It won't take long, but you'll feel an urge to take a breath. Don't. You're under Faye, and— You don't have to keep telling me, Gwen snapped. Don't get defensive, August chastised, and Gwen looked away, gritting his teeth. As I was saying, you are under Faye, and you can die from drowning. I'd prefer you didn't. Do you understand? I'm not a child, Gwen said. You're not taking care of yourself, and you don't understand how to, August said. There's a reason demotions like yours are reserved as extreme punishments. It was an extended death sentence, and you know it. Tell me how many court fay have survived being demoted. It's not many, trust me. The statistics are well against you. Also, can I tell you how much I appreciate stalling on blighted land? You know how much it thrills me to be here. Gwen flushed, stepped into the lake immediately, traced a path he was familiar with when he bathed in the cold waters. August huffed in something like exasperation and followed the water folding around August's body with far more familiarity. The water listened to him. When the water was at their necks, August looked at him and raised his eyebrows. Gwen took a deep breath, wincing at the last moment and exhaling hard when his rib twinged. What was that? August said. Nothing, it's nothing. Let me try again. Answer me, August said. Gwen made a single, tortured noise before the answer spilled from his lips. My rib. Gwen's voice was hoarse as the compulsion ripped the words from his throat. When they cut it, it's not grown back. It's better. It's just not better. He breathed heavily. A flash of rage filled him. He lashed out and dug his fingers into August's ribs. He hated being made this vulnerable in front of August when he looked so healthy, so well, so stable. Stop using compulsions on me. It's automatic. August said, hissing and dragging Gwen's grip away from his side. 
Even if it wasn't automatic, let me indulge. I've not had much opportunity with you. You don't know what it feels like, Gwen said. You can't know. You've never felt them. You're immune. It's awful. Look at you, Argus said, smirking. Actually talking to me. Is this because you're out of the court? No matter. Deep breath. Perhaps not as deep as before. Gwen wanted to get out of there, wanted to forget all of it. He took another deep breath, stopping before his rib throbbed too heavily. August jerked him underwater. He made a short, distressed sound as his body rippled out of existence. It felt like an earthquake moving through him, except he was liquids and currents. He felt like an air bubble that needed to burst. He wanted to open his mouth, or the place where his mouth might be, to equalize the pressure. He resisted the urge. Just when it started to feel unbearable, they appeared, soaked, in a foyer covered in a tiled floor, streaming water. Gwen fell to his knees, but August caught himself easily, grabbing a fluffy gray towel and covering Gwen's head with it, moving it roughly through his hair. It was the softest fabric he'd felt in some time. He reached up and touched it, risked peeking through the towel. August looked at him, paused when he saw Gwen's face, lips quirking up. Gwen resisted the urge to smile back, wondered how all of this could be real. Perhaps it was some elaborate dream. Except that he never had good dreams. Come along, August said, shoving him with the towel and then leaving it around his shoulders. He squeezed the water out of his own hair with his hands. His clothing, which had beads of water all over it, only needed to be grasped at the hem and shaken for the water to shed to the floor. Gwen's shirt and pants were sodden. He sighed. It was the best clothing he had. He followed August quietly, looking around. The last time he'd been in August's home, the circumstances had been different, though not that different. He'd still been desperate and worried for his life, just for different reasons. This home was far more welcoming. The kitchen and pantry was off to the left, like last time, but everything else was bigger, open. Gwen smiled as he walked through the dancing blue and green lights on the floor. A stained glass window not the only one. He followed August, stopping when they turned a corner. Tucked away in the curve of a room was a large bed, cabinets, and over a large arched stained glass window were several sprawling vines and one curling tendril that was still establishing itself. His eyes went back to the bed, then drifted to August. Just like that, August was in front of him, pressing his body to Gwen's, inhaling deeply. I haven't fucked you in months. August said. Gwen shuddered. Lust coiled up alongside terror, and his hands shook. He hadn't let himself imagine it. Instead, his mind had tripped over memories of past couplings. He'd not allowed himself to imagine anything new. Here? Gwen said, looking towards the corridor. He couldn't see it, because of how the room was designed. Weren't there client rooms here, too? August followed his gaze. You're not a client anymore. August said, something taut entering his voice. You haven't been for some time. August disappeared behind a jutting wall. He opened a cabinet, rummaged around for something, then returned with a large black healer's box. August opened the catches, revealing different compartments holding salves, containers, bandages, dried herbs, vials of liquid. He drew a container out, unscrewing the cap with no preamble, and taking up some pale yellow unguent up on his fingers. Um, 
Olga said briskly, gesturing. Gwen held out the one that hurt the most, the one he'd been channeling his light through, and Olga started smoothing on the salve. Gwen closed his eyes as his skin immediately felt cooler, softer. It works so fast. He sighed out relief, but he couldn't keep his eyes closed for long, wariness driving them open again. He watched August work. He was efficient, he had a familiarity with what he was doing that reminded Gwen of competent battlefield healers. When did you learn to do this? Gwen said. I raised Ash. I had to learn to do it. Olga said, not looking up. I suppose it is just a part of who I am, actually. I was born knowing some of the medicinal qualities of local flora. What was poison, what might heal. It was natural progression to further my own education. These are court medicines, though, not my own. Some could stand to be better made. He took Gwen's other arm by the wrist and raised it. The motion was too rough. Gwen couldn't brace himself properly for the pain in his shoulder. He hissed, pulled his wrist out of August's grip, wincing. The rib? August said. He watched the way Gwen was holding his arm. What happened? Tell me. Gwen looked away, shook his head. He was grateful for the lack of compulsion, felt he should reward it with an answer, but he didn't want to talk about it. I was attacked. Attacked, August said, flat. It was early on, I think. I don't remember. Some of Creel's men happened upon me in a forest, and they... I... Shot with an arrow, like Moffat. It's ironic, really. <laughs> Gwen laughed, the sound lacking humor and entirely nervous. Given what I did to you in the forest... August placed both hands on his upper arm, feeling the skin through his wet shirt. He slid fingers up his arm, and then Gwen bit off a sound in the back of his throat when August hit scar tissue. He would have been able to feel the knots of it through his shirt. It was extensive. After Kabiri, it was a mess on both sides. He could feel it pull when he turned to look in the other direction, when he looked up, down, when he moved. Undress, August said but his fingers were moving to the buttons of Gwen's shirt and undoing them quickly. There was a strange blankness on August's face. Gwen wanted to help him, but August seemed to have everything under control, quickly peeling back the wet fabric. He drew it away from Gwen's good shoulder first, and then as Gwen helped him remove it from his scarred one, August froze when he saw the scar tissue. Several seconds passed. Gwen didn't cringe, even as he expected to be pronounced hideous. By the gods. August reached out and touched the place where the arrow had penetrated, or he would have, except that Gwen jerked back and placed a hand over it protectively. Don't, Gwen said. This? August took the shirt off properly and looked at Gwen's back as he did so. This healed badly. It's a lot better, Gwen said. I don't know how long it will take to... For it not to. Not what? It's scarred, August said, his voice faint. It's not going away. You're stuck with it now. Was it a mace? Gwen realized that was how bad the damage looked. He smiled grimly. One arrow. August stared at him. I ripped it out, Gwen admitted, shamefaced. That was what I'd always done. I was disoriented. 
I ripped it out, and it infected badly. I could have lost you to an infection, Alga said. Gwen could tell he wasn't supposed to answer. Fingers skated up over the scar tissue, and Gwen moved backwards again, exhaling sharply. He didn't like to look at it. He didn't like to think about it. He didn't think he could bear August's graceful fingers touching it. He thought it was a monstrous thing. And August had said that Gwen was stuck with it now. Surely he didn't mean permanently. August followed as he always did, grasping his good shoulder with a hand and digging fingers in, indicating he wanted Gwen to hold still. Gwen's breathing escalated. He didn't want to pit his strength against that grip. He worried he might not be able to get free. When August touched his fingers to the outer boundaries of the scar, where Gwen could still feel sensation properly, he had to look away. He shook his head in the hopes that August would stop. He'd always wanted scars, but, vainly, he'd wanted impressive sword scars, something that would show some of the triumphs he'd achieved in battle. Now he had two scars. The seam where they'd cut into his body in front of the Seely Court, the giant mess where he'd nearly killed himself without realizing. As fingers inched towards the place where the arrow had pierced him, Gwen's teeth grit together. Does it hurt? August said, and Gwen frowned. Did it? The joint of his shoulder itself ached faintly as it always did. The scar tissue itself was strange, by turns sensitive, then offering no feeling at all. It's different, Gwen said. August's other hand squeezed, but Gwen didn't think it was designed to be reassurance. There was a play of emotion on August's face, something that looked like displeasure in his lowered eyebrows and the purse of his lips. It's ugly, Gwen said. Very, August agreed. I believe we're going to need to get you to a healer. They'll fix it, Gwen said, and August looked at him with an expression that was clearly pity. Gwen had seen that on Kabiri's face, too, when Gwen had insisted he wasn't about to die. Gwen, August said, and then shook his head as though he didn't have the words for what he wanted to say. He wasn't used to seeing August speechless, waited as August slid his hand up from Gwen's injured shoulder into his tangled hair. Fingers plucked at the knots Gwen hadn't been able to work out himself, and then August's face twisted briefly, before smoothing again. Gwen, this is permanent. A healer can't make this go away. I was thinking that a healer may be able to support the shoulder joint. It's beyond my skill. I can help the scar to fade, but I can't address the damage that's been done. A healer might. August stepped away, and Gwen experienced the bizarre sensation of feeling relief that he was no longer being gripped by a face stronger than him, alongside the need to grasp at him, bring him back. He didn't want to think about what August was telling him. August wasn't a healer. He didn't know, surely. August was rummaging through his box of salves again, then brought out a small bottle with a clear liquid in it. He walked past Gwen through an arched door into a bathroom, came back with a comb. On the bed, August said, pointing with the comb. I can't stand your hair looking like this. Will you cut it? No, I want to fuck you, not groom you. Not now, anyway. But I'm not dragging my fingers through that mess. You could have birds nesting in there. I tried to fix it. Gwen said, reaching up to the mess that was his hair awkwardly. His hair was too fine and too prone to curling. Every time he'd gotten it wet, even after dragging his fingers through it, it still matted together. He shivered when August knelt behind him on the bed, painfully aware of August in a myriad of ways. 
He folded his hands into his lap and looked ahead, hardly able to believe this was real. When fingers fluttered over his hair, he felt as though his body was gravitating toward August. He was hypersensitive as Underfay. The nerves under his skin ran sharper feedback throughout his body. August laughed under his breath, trailed fingers down Gwen's spine. <laughs> you have goose flesh already, August said indulgently. But first, let's get the leaves out of your hair at least, and the family of Partridge. There's likely a herd of deer hiding somewhere. Be quiet, Gwen muttered. Besides, if I had found deer, I would not be hiding them in my hair. I would have eaten them. August laughed, and then abruptly stopped. You've lost too much weight. Gwen opened his mouth to retort, and then realized it wasn't an attack. He couldn't think of anything to say, so sat still as August rubbed the liquid he had into Gwen's hair, combing the tangles out from the outside and working his way in. He was patient but efficient, clearly practiced. His clever fingers only put the comb down to work out individual bits of debris that Gwen had picked up fleeing from other fae. I was hunted a lot, Gwen said when August drew out a twig that Gwen could remember tangling in his hair. It had snagged him hard. He'd fought with the low-hanging branch to get away from the mob of fae chasing him. August said nothing. A minute later, he stroked a line down Gwen's spine with the tips of his fingers. A lingering, slow touch. It didn't take too long for August to have worked out the knots, and when August started moving the comb through the hair from root to tip, Gwen realized they were all gone. His scalp didn't hurt or feel pulled any longer, and August hadn't even needed to cut the knots out as Gwen had planned to do himself. August sank his fingers deep into Gwen's hair and then dragged them through, a single, sensual movement that had Gwen shuddering beneath him, eyes widening. There, August said. Better. When did you last bathe? This morning, Gwen said, voice deeper, betraying his growing arousal. Mm, Your hair's as clean as it could be, given the forest that was living in it. You exaggerate, August, Gwen said, and then blinked at the ground when his hair was pushed aside and lips found the back of his neck. August had kissed him like this when they'd still been in the Seely Court. When Gwen had known that it was all over, that he was going to be killed, that August would want nothing to do with him. I don't understand any of this. August said nothing again, his hand clenched in Gwen's hair, and the other came up and dug into his side. Gwen stiffened, tense, then lurched forwards as teeth sank into the back of his neck, breaking skin, drawing blood. The hand on his shoulder and in his hair tightened. He cried out, shocked. Arousal and fear tangled discordant inside of him as August sank his teeth even deeper and blood trickled hot down his spine. He froze, couldn't think what else to do. August was stronger than him. When August finally drew away, Gwen could hear the sound of him licking his lips, followed by a rough sigh of hunger. If everyone else in the world gets to massacre you, so do I. August bent forward. Gwen shook as August started licking the blood away. He wanted to turn and press his mouth to August and taste it. He wanted to flee. He wanted his old status back. His neck throbbed. The wound would take days to heal, if not longer. I want you, August said wetly against his skin, sucking on the wound at Gwen's neck until Gwen whined, his heart fluttering. He was frightened, and it was deeper, harder to ignore than it used to be. August had always inspired some level of fear inside of him, but this was... August's mouth lingered at his neck as the hands holding him firm disappeared, 
moving behind him. August was undoing the buttons of his shirt, the buckle of his belt. He was undressing. Quinn couldn't concentrate properly. He wanted this, but now that he was here, he felt August could ruin him too easily. When he heard the zipper of August's pants go down, he stood up, breathing quickly. He turned to face August, not wanting to have his back to him. August stared up at him, blood smeared around his mouth, then blinked his dazed expression away until it became something sharp. I do want this, Gwen said in confusion, brow furrowing. I do. I'm just... I'm just... Ah, August said, his shoulders dropping. Ah, I didn't think. Stay there a moment. August finished undressing, slid off the bed easily, prowled towards him. Gwen stared at the soul-bond remnants. They had faded slightly, but they were still bold across his chest. It marked him, stained him with the magic that was supposed to stay buried. August stopped a distance away and placed a hand over his chest, eyes widening at whatever he found there. "'You're afraid,' August said. "'You have survival instincts now. Proper ones. Your body knows it can be damaged by this in a way that your mind doesn't. It's not like the old days, when you would shrug off injury of any kind. This can be good, it makes you more sensitive. But it is difficult. Most underfair learn how to control their physiological instincts over a period of decades.' the instinct to attack, to defend territory. But you've only been at it for a few months. August sighed. We'll just have to be careful, and you don't like careful. Then don't be, Gwen said. Gwen, sweetness, I shouldn't injure you while your immune system is still trying to heal your shoulder. I enjoy inflicting pain on others, but I've had underfake clients before. If you came to me like this, I'd send you away until you were fitter and healthier. You're underfed, you're injured and scarred, you're... Stop! Gwen hissed. August tilted his head at him, and then rubbed a slow circle into his chest that was so familiar he was left with a bone-deep confusion. You don't like knowing that you're not some prime, physical specimen anymore, do you? August said. Gwen looked up at the ceiling, because it was petty and trite and stupid. But he hated it. He hated it so much that he couldn't look at himself in still water, and he didn't want to see himself in a mirror. The Seelie have always cared for physical appearance, Gwyn whispered. Hmm, especially that mother of yours. Yes, I suppose, Gwen said, not taking his eyes away from the ceiling, even as August carefully started massaging his chest, digging his fingers into sore, knotted muscles. When he dragged his hands outward to Gwen's upper arms and dug his thumbs in, tight circles designed to loosen sore tendons. Gwen's voice broke on a sigh. August hushed him, kept doing it, and Gwen focused on his breathing, on the water-clean scent of August, pretended that none of this was a dream. She will never stop until you're dead. August, if your aim is to make me want you, you're failing. Oh, (laughs) August said, laughing in delight. A retort? From you? Of course I've been more than aware of your capacity in the past, but this is almost new. And of course you want me. Watch. A hand between his legs that was more invasive and familiar than he'd expected. Gwen twitched, looked at August in shock. August's grin was smug, and after palming Gwen's soft length, he slid further beneath his legs and then scratched claw tips over his pants, along his inner thigh. August raised eyebrows at him, continued the slow, languorous movements, then leaned and started licking languid strokes at Gwen's mouth, 
one after the other. Gwen's mouth opened and August's tongue slid inside, lips slanting until the kiss was thorough. Gwen made a small sound and August hummed back, stroking his fingers up and over Gwen's length until he started to harden beneath the ghosting motions of August's hand. Gwen felt two fingers working buttons, the zipper, and then he shuddered and forgot to breathe for a few seconds when August's hands were on him. One squeezed around the base of him, the other hovered around the head of him, a finger curling and tracing the flare. Gwen tore his mouth away, breathed heavily. August made a sound of satisfaction. Good, he said. His hand squeezed too hard, and Gwen jerked at the pain, shocked at the rush of liquid heat that flowed up his spine in response. He hadn't known how much he would still like pain as Underfay when it came to August doling it out. Very good. August leaned in and placed his lips against Gwen's jawline. Get on the bed, he said, command in every inch of his soft voice. Face down. August. Do it. August let go of his cock, but stayed close as Gwen turned and walked to the bed. When he reached it, he felt a hand between his shoulders pushing him. Gwen glared over his shoulder. Go on, August said. I don't need assistance, Gwen grumbled. August pushed harder. Maybe I just like aggravating you. August, Gwen said as he clambered onto the bed and lay face down, careful of his erection. You like aggravating everyone. True, but I don't like fucking everyone, August said as he got on the bed after Gwen. He lay on top of him, pressing his chest into Gwen's back, bracketing his forearms down on the bed by Gwen's shoulders. He was still soft, August had always taken a long time to get erect, but he ground his hips down into Gwen's skin anyway, claiming. Gwen felt a deep, instinctive need to turn around and fight back, to establish his own dominance, but he was newly remembering all the books and scrolls he'd read that talked about early underfay instincts, about territory and the quick and dirty fights that could occur between underfay and others, often ending in death. He hadn't thought the rules would apply to him. August nosed Gwen's hair out of the way and started licking into the wound on his neck again, both of his legs falling on either side of Gwen's hips, caging him further. Gwen pressed his forehead into the bed, arched his neck, took deep breaths. When another trickle of blood made his way down his neck and dripped to the bed, he hissed. I've grown attached to my blood, Gwen managed. I also, August said, and Gwen felt the stretch of lips against his skin as August grinned. Relax, I'm only making this harder to heal without scarring. Besides, if you've grown so attached to it, maybe you want some of it back? August fisted his hand in Gwen's hair and pulled his head to the side, and Gwen's mouth opened to protest when a blood-slicked tongue slid into his mouth. He moaned in shock. They both stared at each other as August licked the blood up over Gwen's tongue. August's eyes were lidded, and Gwen felt the heavy, thick taste of his own blood in his mouth, squeezing his eyes shut when it reminded him of battlefields where he'd opened his mouth to the spray of blood and gore, of Nuithon and Culliter. August grated a laugh into his mouth, and Gwen realized August knew exactly what he was doing, the effect he was having. Worse, he likely knew how much it still aroused, despite the horror. He knows me too well. August withdrew, and then shifted, leaning towards a finely made chest of drawers, and bringing out a vial of clear lubricant. Gwen took a deep breath as August opened it, dripping a generous amount over his fingers, more than he thought he'd ever seen August use in the past. His brow furrowed. Do you know what I learned? 
August murmured, kneeling up behind Gwen and placing a flat hand on his lower back, pinning him to the bed. I learned I'm not suited to rescue missions. I'm so surprised, given your history with rescue. Gwen's voice choked off as fingers slid between the seam of his ass. He bucked. August's hand kept him down. I learned that Albion wasn't quite the noble, seely demigod that I thought he was, August said, two fingers massaging over Gwen's entrance with a promise that made his head spin. He writhed, hands coming up and fisting beside his head. At least he hadn't been asked to get up on his hands and knees, but this was still difficult, and he suspected August knew it. Is he not? Gwen said, voice trembling. I thought he behaved as much as one can be expected to, given that he is Seely and has been so badly betrayed. He talked about putting you down like the dog you are, August said quietly. A finger pushed reached him. Gwen made a choked sound, tensed. It wasn't painful, but he was far more sensitive than he used to be, and he couldn't quite decipher the signals his nerves were sending through his body. No, August said. Relax. Perhaps stop talking about Albion, then, Gwen growled, and August shifted his finger slightly, but didn't push in any further. He felt a forehead between his shoulder blades, breath gusting out against his skin. His hair was a series of damp curls clinging to him. He hadn't thought that he would ever know the feeling of it again. His breaths were getting larger, shuddering heavily in his chest. Easy now, August whispered, but the words were rushed. You're safe. You're safe. Am I? Gwen said. Was he? He'd missed August, but he'd not known what it might mean if he ever saw August again. Yes, August said. You're safe. And it turns out, not dead at all, despite your efforts. August sounded distressed, his voice not its usual, sure, calming cadence. Gwen focused on that, tried to imagine August going from place to place, looking for him. He could hardly imagine it. But August had visited Blighted Land, clearly didn't like visiting it. He wondered how things had been for August, wanted to ask, but couldn't find the words with the tip of a finger inside of him and wet hair draped across his upper back. Sweetness, August whispered, sliding his finger deeper. Gwen breathed out a sharp exhale. He tried to spread his legs, and couldn't with the way August was kneeling over him. Let it be sharper, August said, as though he knew exactly what Gwen was experiencing. When you're caught status, your nerves dull because pain stops mattering quite as much. It affects your perception of pleasure. So let this be sharper. Don't ride it, sweetness. Let it ride you. And with that, August slid his finger firmly home to the knuckle, and instead of waiting, started a firm, consistent rhythm that had Gwen unsure if he wanted to move away or into the movement. He exhaled rough gasps that normally matched a far harsher treatment from August. He whined, and August hushed him again, pushing the tip of a second finger inside and sliding that forward too. This time he went far slower, but Gwen still felt like he was being split. He turned his head to the side and stared, paralyzed with the feedback that was circulating in his body. His light leapt violently, and he gasped a strangled sound as he struggled to shove it down. My light, he managed. Is it going to be a problem? August said, his voice even, calm, despite the fact that he was now moving two fingers back and forth, and Gwen felt a sting and an ache already. He nodded his head. Keep it down, August said and Gwen's throat worked as the light curled in on itself inside of him. And if you can't, tell me.
The second compulsion hit far harder. For several seconds, Gwen couldn't think at all. When he came back to himself, August had paused movement and was stroking his hair soothingly, clucking under his tongue. "'It will be better when you're a higher status,' August said, sounding tired. "'It's not like this for all under Faye. Babies, children, Faye in the first few years of their life, yes, but we grow out of it. But you were always sensitive for a court Faye, and then a king who put himself through as much as you did, so perhaps this makes sense.' Gwen wasn't entirely sure what August was talking about. He found it hard to concentrate, and August didn't expand. Time passed, far more time than August normally took to prepare him, but Gwen realized he needed the long minutes. It was taking an age for him to relax properly, and he was impatient for August to be buried inside of him, and yet aware that he couldn't just take liberties with himself as he used to. Gods, I hate this, Gwen breathed. It's pathetic, isn't it? No, August said, curling his fingers inside of Gwen and turning his world to sparks of hot, heavy liquid for several seconds. No, it isn't. It's a punishment designed to kill you. I'm proud of you for surviving it. This... Gwen, believe me, I would tell you if I thought you were being pathetic. I would enjoy telling you. He tried to kill me anyway, Gwen mumbled. If you don't want to talk about it, then don't, August said, his voice sharpening. I found I don't want to talk about the two thousand ways you very nearly died. It's not as enjoyable a pastime as you think it is. August's hand faltered, and he muttered something under his breath in a rippling, watery language. Gwen's eyes narrowed. That was the language of the Rasulka, wasn't it? Even so, Gwen couldn't pick up exactly what he'd said. Perhaps it was just cursing. Sweetness, August whispered. Gwen felt warm and flushed at the endearment. August was still calling him sweetness. It must mean something, he was sure. Perhaps things were not as dire as Gwen had imagined. He relaxed, then groaned thickly at the feel of what August was doing to him. The worst of the sharpness receded and became a sluggish, heavy wave of arousal that bullied its way through him until the top of his head felt like it was burning. August, Gwen gasped. August, please. August didn't respond, and Gwen closed his eyes, his head rolled weakly. It wasn't sickening like the time August had been gentle with him, but nor was it a more formal scene either. Yet he still felt as though he was owned by August, as though August understood his body, his cells, better than he did. He does, you fool. You know that he does. I thought I wouldn't see you again, Gwen said, his voice breaking. He was supposed to be strong, he knew that. These were the things he wasn't supposed to say. He tensed, and August leaned forwards and pressed small, light kisses to his unharmed shoulder. Time passed. Gwen rolled his hips impatiently up into August's hand, then stilled, embarrassed. But it must have been what August was waiting for, because he carefully added a third finger, kissed Gwen's skin wetly, thoroughly. He didn't pause at the bitten-off sound of strain. "'But, behold, you did end up seeing me again,' August said finally, when his third finger was buried up to the last knuckle. Gwen shifted beneath him, feeling as though he couldn't quite contain the sensation streaking through him. His light, dormant since August's compulsions, crept up to the surface again, painted the inside of his skin. 
He gasped and then cried out when August started moving his fingers firmly. August was consistent, and Gwen felt driven over ridges of pleasure and pain, an ache blooming in his gut that was chased with a thick feeling that turned his cock sore where it was pressed against the bed, leaking precum. His whole lower body felt as though it was taking a beating, and he knew that it wasn't. He was stunned at how sensitive he was. Underfay may have been weak, but they still healed better than humans. He turned his face into the blankets and exhaled a long, broken sound. He wanted August inside of him, bucked his hips forwards to gain friction, slid back helplessly onto August's fingers. Fuck, August muttered. Fuck, I can do this properly later. I can't wait. He withdrew his fingers abruptly, Gwen hissed at the lack, then gathered handfuls of blankets to himself when August covered him with his body, lube newly applied to his cock, as August pressed with purpose between his ass cheeks. The fingers guiding August's cock tested his entrance again, stretching, and Gwen grunted with impatience. August, he said, his voice sharp. What a bad attitude you have, August said, though he sounded delighted. Careful what you ask for, Gwen. I might just deliver. August pressed forwards, rolling his hips and pinning Gwen to the bed with his cock. Gwen opened his mouth wide against the blankets, but nothing greater than whimpers came forth. The stretch was acute, even with more preparation than he was used to. August was breathing audibly above him, but even that wasn't enough to eclipse Gwen's rough gasps as August paused halfway and then withdrew slightly, pushing forwards again, deeper. The ache that had spread like a water stain within him was strengthening into pain, and Gwen wanted it, had missed a pain that August could control and wield with precision. He was so tired of pain that couldn't be controlled at all. When August's hips finally pressed flush to Gwen's ass, Gwen became vaguely aware of hushing noises, a hand stroking through his hair. Only then did he realize that he was dry-sobbing on every exhale. He was overwhelmed. That morning he had been planning on checking and resetting the traps. He'd been moving through a range of shoulder exercises that he forced himself to complete multiple times every day. He'd been despairing over his grim future. Is it the pain? August said, and Gwen shook his head, pressing his forehead to the bed and concentrating hard to keep his distress manageable. But he couldn't. It was a swell within him. He shook his head rapidly. I didn't expect this. Gwen said, hating the way his voice sounded. I didn't expect this. I don't know if it's a trick, and I should know. I used to be good at at seeing... at seeing these things, and I didn't see anything. I didn't see what Creel had planned, and I can't tell if this is a trick, and if this is just... I can't tell if you're going to kill me, or or if I'm in the custody of the Unsealy Court, and I, I don't know what I... Honestly... August said, though his voice wasn't calm. Honestly, the melodrama with you. August rolled his hips after letting his legs fall to either side of Gwen's body. Gwen's voice broke on a sharp noise. Fingers kept stroking through his hair, a gentle counterpoint to the wreckage of feeling that Gwen was from the chest down. One of his curls was tugged on, then another, and then August was twisting his fingers in Gwen's hair and turning his face to the side. Kiss me. August said, voice rough. August. Now, August demanded. Gwen's lips were shaking as they both shifted slightly to allow for the kiss. The angle wasn't quite right. He pressed his lips to August, briefly felt like apologizing for the condition his lips were in, 
and then could only concentrate on the feel of August inside of him, the texture of his lips. He lingered, and August didn't move away, and when Gwen opened his eyes, August had his closed, eyelashes fluttering against his cheek. "'I don't want to kill you,' August said in a rush against his mouth. "'Not really. Sometimes, in that way that water horses like myself can. I dream of your blood on my hands, filling my mouth. I dream of your lungs filling with water as I pull you under.' I'm possessive. I just want to own you. Gwen was faintly horrified at how those words flared like fire through him. He gasped against August's mouth. August bit at his lower lip, then sucked it between his own, before withdrawing and resting his head against Gwen's face. This is no trick, you idiot. If it were me, if it were me, and you had done the things to me that I had done to you— I would have you in custody. There are cells in the unsteady court. I would... No, August breathed. No, you wouldn't. I don't want to do this now. My cock is distracting me a lot right now, because you are tight and as hot as a furnace. I'd almost forgotten. August groaned softly, and his hips moved quickly, sharply, a wave of undulation that made Gwen turn his head sharply and wail against the blankets. But August paused, and Gwen gathered his breath back to himself. You let me almost break a blood oath with you. You let me nearly kill you. I've had knives buried in your skin, sweetness. Let us list the crimes we've committed against one another. Or, better yet, let us consider the future. The times when you will be mired in your cruelty or callousness, or the times when I will just want you to hurt, and I don't care how sweetly you cry or beg for mercy beneath me. You see me in your future? Gwen said, and August made a sound of impatience. I don't want to talk about this now, August muttered, and with that he shifted his stance and braced both of his forearms by Gwen's side, lifting his hips, withdrawing nearly all the way, and sliding back into him with a strength that stole Gwen's breath and left him with sparks in his lungs. His cock leapt against his belly, but had nowhere to go. He was caught. August thrust in earnest. Gwen's thighs shifted, but August kept them trapped. His toes curled, feet flexing in response. The sharpness of it took his mind off the ache in his shoulder, drove his concentration to his own cock and the one moving inside of him, to cool, damp hair against his upper back. His cock throbbed or it was caught between his belly and the bed. His balls began to tighten. He was close. His light leapt to the surface. August, he gasped, panicking. August, the light. Hold on to your light. Keep it down, August said and Gwen went limp as the compulsion forced his body to do things that he didn't quite know how to do himself. It was then he remembered that August had compelled him to say when the light was going to be a problem. He almost said something in protest, but with the light less of an issue, it was the impending orgasm that was leaping like fireworks along the base of his spine that distracted him. August, Gwen pleaded, warned. He couldn't tell anymore. Don't hold back, on my account. August said, speeding up. Gwen hung on a precipice for so long, he was sobbing again as he strove for release. August crooned a soothing sound at him, then raked claw tips down Gwen's side, scoring his skin, a searing pain that shoved at him. He came silently, shaking and hips bucking beneath August's continued thrusts. Fingers twisted up in his hair again, his head was pulled to the side, each inhale scouring the room. Exhausted, Gwen could do little as August continued to move inside him. 
He was more sensitive. Every faint brush against his prostate made his muscles twitch. His cock softened between his own skin and the blankets, the heat of his own cum turning everything sticky. He whined briefly, then hummed in tired satisfaction to feel August moving inside him still. It was like seasickness, turbulence, but it was one that he wanted, one that he'd missed. His eyes were closed, his body went as limp as he could manage with the pain in his side and shoulder, even the duller pain of August thrusting inside of him. His mind drifted, thoughts drowning under the feedback in his body. A rush of sudden affection turned even his fingers and toes warm. Sweetness. August made a strangled sound above him, and his hips stuttered. The smooth rhythm suddenly became a sharper, harder one as August bucked hard, spilling impossibly hot inside of him. Gwen gasped to feel it, pressed his hips up into August. August, above him, made half-formed sounds, far more of them than he usually did. Teeth sank into his good shoulder, and Gwen sighed. He felt a doze beckoning, listed towards it. He hoped he could manage a doze instead of sleep. He hadn't brought his gag with him. August withdrew a couple of minutes later, and Gwen winced at the feeling of seed spilling between his legs. He was a mess. He needed to bathe in the lake. Or, perhaps, if he asked nicely, he could use August's shower. He'd missed showers. What did you say? August said, sounding dazed. Before? I didn't say anything, Gwen said, words hardly coherent. Fingertips touched his forehead briefly, and Gwen opened his eyes, but August had already slid off the bed. Where was he going? Was that it? Fear prickled through him. He was vulnerable. He was too vulnerable. By the time he'd started propping himself on his arms, August was already back, smoothing a hand down his spine and carefully avoiding the scar on his shoulder. Settle for me, August said quietly. Settle. A wet cloth between his legs, and Gwen made a sound of discontent, wincing when August probed between his ass cheeks with the cloth. You'll hurt tomorrow, August said. I hurt every day, Gwen said, and then stilled. He hadn't meant to say that. August's hand had paused against him, and then continued. Turn over, August said, and Gwen did, sighing as August sponged away his cum. I'm surprised you didn't use my clothing, Gwen said, and August laughed under his breath. <laughs> Shut up. One corner of the cloth made a pass on the wound on the back of his neck, which throbbed again now that Gwen wasn't distracted by other things, and then it sailed down the shallow wounds August had clawed into his side. August muttered something under his breath. What is it? I shouldn't injure you as easily, August said, rubbing his fingers over the grazes, making Gwen squirm. When Gwen twisted tiredly to see August's expression, the furrowed brow and the actual frown indicated August was angry at himself. I know better. I'm taking your old healing ability for granted. These won't disappear in twenty minutes. Oh, Gwen said. He hardly minded. As long as he didn't infect again. But then, perhaps if August somehow stayed. August seemed to know a great deal about things that could help with infection and injuries. August slid off the bed again, and Gwen listened as he walked around his own home. His new home. A faint, pleased feeling bloomed in his chest at that. August was as free as he could be, 
still alive, living underwater, and he was healthier and seemed... happier, perhaps. He hummed when August returned and covered Gwen with blankets. August slid onto the bed behind him, pushing Gwen onto his side and pressing his chest to Gwen's back. Fingers stroked down his hip before an entire hand grasped at it, holding him firmly. The grip was possessive. Gwen liked it. My dear heart, August whispered. Gwen's heart leapt. A strange sound made its way out of his throat. You should get some rest. We have much to discuss tomorrow. Do we? Gwen said, voice slurred. Yes, August said, sounding so serious that Gwen wanted to turn and ask him what was wrong. But Lassitude turned his thoughts to mush, and he only had enough energy left to ensure a doze. He'd have to sleep soon, very soon, but he didn't want nightmares to spoil this moment. He sank into a darkness that was gentler than the hand that held him to August's side. He snapped out of his doze suddenly, the hand on his shoulder a threat. He turned too fast, his bad shoulder stiff and shrieking, his lower body a buzzing ache, but he still latched his hand onto the wrist and... Calm down. The compulsion rocked his body limp. He couldn't even fight it. The barrier he'd spent so long constructing, months of sessions where he would bleed from his eyes, nose, ears, to learn how to fight those compulsions. It was thinner than tissue paper. It meant nothing. Fuck. Gwen choked, realizing where he was, what had happened. The night came back in a rush. Stop trying to kill me, then. I can't believe I still have to deal with attempted murder when I'm around you. Here. Gwen flinched as something flew into his face. His hands came up and drew down fresh, clean-smelling clothing. Buckskin pants that looked similar to his old ones, a button-up white shirt made of cotton, he thought. He looked at August in shock. Put them on. I think they'll fit. Where did you get them? I stole them. August shrugged. He was already dressed. A pale, dove-gray shirt black pants, his rapier already strapped to his side. Gwen opened his mouth to protest wearing stolen clothing, then realized he didn't need to do that. Not anymore. He moved out of bed slowly, trying to make it look like he was not forced into slowness by his shoulder, by the ache that August had promised him he would have. It was humiliating. Putting on the shirt was a rake of coals through his shoulder and up into his neck, down into his spine. He paused, shuddering. He half expected August to help him, was already flushed with annoyance at the very thought. But August didn't help, and when Gwen looked up, August was simply watching him, an unreadable expression on his face. Gwen put the shirt on alone and felt better for it. The clothing was far finer than anything he'd worn in some time, and his fingers lingered on the hems, the stitching. I wanted to know if I might use your shower later, Gwen said, hesitant. We need to talk, August said. I have a proposition for you, and I dare say you're not going to like it. First, I need to talk to you about the state of the unseelie court. Gwen was tense as he watched August pace once across the room, and then back again. He watched Gwen warily now, and Gwen felt cautious in turn. There was a sharp, gnawing hunger in his stomach. He realized how long it had been since he had last eaten— and remembered that he'd wanted to check the traps the day before, because he was rationing his proteins, and it just wasn't enough. "'Might I first trouble you for some food?' Gwen said, wincing. 
fruit, August said, holding up a hand to indicate Gwen should stay put as he walked into his kitchen. Not any meat? Gwen called after him. August didn't answer. Outside of his core diet of human flesh, he ate only plant matter. August came back with a basket of apples and frowned as Gwen snatched one and had almost a third of it in his mouth on his first bite. But the apples were small. He was famished. Can we talk first, or do you need more now? August said, and Gwen shook his head. This is fun, thank you. How many may I have? August's eyebrows raised. All of them. You said you'd used your light to feed. Is that not... holding? It doesn't, no, Gwen said, around a mouthful of apple. The sweetness was incredible. He'd not been able to access any food so good for months. It was tart, good quality. He had to resist moaning as he took another one up in his hand. August was watching him, with a horrified realization creeping across his face. What? I don't think you'll survive this status, August said, voice faint. I don't think you would have at any point, even if you'd been born under Fay. I don't know anyone else with a light like yours. I know there are abilities that burn out their face so that the lifespans are shortened, but I hadn't thought. You might be one of them. What did you want to talk to me about? Gwen said. He'd already figured out he wouldn't survive his light about a month earlier. He'd eaten all his stocks of food in one day, which included stolen food from soldiers, trapped animals, vegetable matter he'd scrounged. He ate far more than he used to, and he was still hungry. It was then he realized that his light was burning him out, that he would starve to death. August watched him for several more seconds and grimaced. The unsealy court is broke. There are several income streams, but not enough to build the treasury. We have no military. There are no more than five courtkeeper fay looking after the entire unseely court, and there is no court. Gwen frowned. He remembered Gulvy having problems with assembling a court. He'd given her a list of names. No one? Not even the finfolk of Abaderig? What about the mini-trees? I did give Gulvy a list. I highlighted the ones that would be quickest to forgive, and the ones that would be most useful. Merchant noble families. She... How do you know so much about the unseely noble families? Oh, please. Gwen snorted, biting into the next apple after swallowing down the core and seeds of the first. I was a general for how long, August? Who do you think funded most of the campaigns against me? Against the Seely? It was the noble families that put up the funds necessary to give surety to the unseely court, for the unseely court has always needed a significant stock of funds to remain in their treasury, so most everything else is done on noble family trade. What do you mean the unseely court is broke? Where did that stock of funds go? Ah, August said, looking uncertain. That may have been me. I had never taken a particular interest in the treasury or the accounts. And do you think my inner court had a treasurer? Gwen winced. I think I remember finding that convenient at the time. Gwen sighed. (laughs) Gwen, that's something you have to understand. August laughed. The unseely fay. The reports are that they are quite appreciative of this concept of an unseely fay who tricked his way into the seely court to learn all the secrets. That's a very unseely thing to do. But oh, I didn't do that. Albion knows that. Albion isn't certain, August said abruptly. I partly disabused him of that notion. 
and the unsavvy fae will always take a good story over the truth, because we deal in lies. We deal in the sophisticated lies of stories, and we deal in the crude ones, too. It turns out that the unsavvy fae really do need someone to rally behind. It just wasn't Ash. Gwen frowned at him. He felt uneasy. His mind was connecting dots, and the picture he was seeing for him was an impossible one. But he had been predicting things incorrectly for some time. Gwen placed down the basket of apples and folded his arms. August watched the movement, and his lips thinned. As it stands, Gwen, the unsealy court cannot be run by Ash and Golvi. You missed the mark with those two, I'm afraid. Obviously, I can't be king of anything, and I don't want to be. You see, as crazy as it sounds... No, Gwen said, voice hard, arm cutting down in an abrupt motion. No, I don't want to hear it. Don't you... You... I did always say you could be the king our side deserved. Gwen stared at him. He tried to calm himself, but sparks of emotion were flaring into heat and fire and light inside of him. How could you? Gwen shouted, feeling like he'd walked into a farce. Did you come up with this plan? Of course you did. You've never been able to manage a single thing when it came to being more than the Raven Prince's decorative accessory, which is why you were so easy to defeat. They thought it would take centuries to defeat you. But it didn't. One look at what you were doing to the court, it was disgusting that you could take something so sacred and turn it into that much destruction. The world hurt, so you hurt it back, yes? How sophisticated. And now what? Based off a single rumor, you want to make me king. Are you... You have taken leave of your senses, August. August stared at him, mouth open, eyes wide. He looked almost as he did the first time he discovered Gwen was unseely. A moment later, he cleared his throat and shook his head, dazed. Govi thinks it's a good plan, August said sharply. She's behind this. We can do a lot with a single rumor, and we can plant more of our own. I've already sown some seeds. She thinks with enough support, a decent inner court, this could be... No! Gwen shouted again, his voice booming through the room. I didn't go through everything I just went through, the demotion, the... everything, to be yoked back into a burden I never wanted. Ever. On either side. The unsealy court needs stability, August persisted, and Gwen laughed. <laughs> you say the unsealy court needs stability, but August, I have never brought stability with me anywhere I go. Because you are an unsealy fay in the sealy court, August shouted, exasperated. That means something. Just as the sealy court was never supposed to wear on your energy for so long, so an unsealy fay is never supposed to reside in the sealy court outside of its prison, for so long. What is discordance in one court is harmony in another. And yet you still did everything they asked of you. You still made it work. You did almost all of it on your own, and it is, Gwen, quite incredible when you step back and consider it. You- I was raised to fight, Gwen said, his voice rough. Show me a map, show me where the enemy is coming from and how many, and show me what soldiers I've got, and I'll hack something together. That is what I am a crude tool of the Seely Court. I was not raised for aristocratic court life. I care not for the parties, the masks, the winter courts, and the summer courts. I... That is why you have a substantial inner court, August insisted. I know how to run a winter court. I know how to run the wild hunt. Oh, and you've already conveniently inserted yourself into this new regime, have you? Do you need another king to overthrow? August rocked on his feet as though he'd been hit. His face twisted, became ugly, and for a moment Gwen thought he'd gone too far. He had gone too far.
but August took a deep, slow breath and forced his face to calm. I know that this... I want my freedom, Gwen said, his voice desperate. I don't care if I'm living on blighted land. I don't care where I live. I... Tell me how fulfilling that was for you, truly, August snarled. You look beaten by life. You look, I expect, like you've just gone around with your father. How dare you say that? I don't want to fight, August said quickly. I need you to listen to me. You're dying. You're wasting away. You're unwell. How much... How much... August bit his lip and then held up a hand. I'm going to say something to you that you said to me. Because it holds. What freedom did you truly think you'd have for yourself, after everything you've done, and everything that you've experienced? Has it taken this long for you to realize that it doesn't exist? I don't want to be king! Gwen roared, light sparking from the palm that he'd thrown out to the side. It had only been a tiny flare, and Gwen clenched his fist hurriedly, hand sore. They both stared at it for a second, Gwen's breathing harsh in the room. Sweetness, you need to speak with Gulvy. You need... Ash will never agree to this, Gwen rasped, blindsided. August knew how much he hated, loathed kingship. Gwen felt betrayed. His hand came up to his chest, and he stared at August. It hurt to inhale. Ash, you might be surprised. I know something about him that you discovered about me. We like the path of least resistance. He doesn't want to be king either. I can't do it again. I won't. Gwen said, and then caught himself when his knees buckled. I can't. August, I cannot. I cannot. August watched him for a long moment, his expression twisting from that horrible understanding of before to something grave and sad. He closed his eyes, nodded. All right, but come with me to the unseely court. At least let us get your status up and granted formal asylum and proper food. All right? Will you do that? Will you come with me? A trick, Gwen said, his voice weak. There's always a trick. You're unseelie, August said, sounding exhausted. You could learn to play us too, you know. You've done it before. Gwen sat down heavily on August's bed, and then winced and hissed as pain lanced up his lower spine. August wasn't wrong. He was sore. August walked up to him and Gwen watched cautiously as he sat next to him, resting his forearms on his legs and looking at his hands. You really want this? Gwen said. I see something that I know is... possibly not sane or clever. August said. I see that there is a reputation and a rumor we could use to rally the unseedy again, who are unstable and frankly frightened. I see greatness in you. I see how it would benefit me. And I know how terribly angry it would make Albion. And like you said, I'm destructive and I am petty. I shouldn't have said those things, Gwen said. August looked at him. Even if they're true? August said, and Gwen turned to him in surprise, catching a glimpse of a grin. I have always wanted to tear apart the world a little. I love to lash out. It surprised me that you said them. What a rebellious creature you are. My mother used to say the same thing, Gwen said, looking down at his own hands. Perfect. We'll make an upstanding unsealy out of you yet. <laughs>